Okay, folks, episode 291, The Wall Bang. I am your host, Alex Martinez, also known as Alpha Mike. And you are listening to Radar Cop Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the wall bang, specifically trigger control, how it works, how if you get to master this, you can control your shooting ability and you can master hitting the target. But there's a lot more that we have to talk about before we get to that. Raider Cop Tack, that's Raider Cop Tack, T A C dot com. You can get more information on our tactical group. We created a tactical group to teach self protection, including that is firearms protection, how to deal with firearms, pistol, revolver, shotgun. Uh, carbine, introduction to a rifle. There's a lot of people are purchasing heavy heavy armament, rightfully so, and uh, we can give you a lot of clues. It's not necessarily for beginners or intermediate or advanced people. I, I don't care and... I believe I speak for all of us. We don't care what level you might be at, but the amount of information that we can share with you if you become a student. And that's what we're looking for. And believe me, we're not going to get rich doing it. But we live in a lot of troubled times, and it's not going to get any better. So, RaiderCopTacDAC.com is our website, and of course, if you want to hear other podcasts, you can go to RaiderCop.com, and that lists all, what, what are we on, 291, all 291 episodes, and you can hear all of them to your heart's content. Remember, we used to do episodes on other things, from mafia to police practices to even politics, because politics affect public safety and law enforcement, no doubt, especially in today's environment. But this year, we've concentrating on self-protection. To be, of course, a lot of guns episodes, but not necessarily that's it. We're going to talk about other things in self-protection, awareness, other um, weaponry you might be able to carry, and having a plan. A lot of people don't even uh, think about having a plan. A tourniquet. What in the world will I need a tourniquet for? And a lot more things. So by listening to us, you will gain knowledge. If you want to learn how to do all the things that we talk about, well, give us a call. Raider Cop Tack. Dot com and or you can also just call us in our direct line if you want we I don't get upset at all because you know there's enough practical jokers to bother me in a day so what's one more but you can contact me at 813-942-7400 813-942-7400 
or my email, RaiderCopTac at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N dot me, M-E. And um, we'll welcome you aboard. Don't forget the, the website itself, RaiderCopTacTAC.com. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk about some of the things that have been going on as we navigate through the, uh, I don't even, I, you know, I had the other day terrific name to come up with this segment. I wrote it down on some piece of paper and I can't find it. But we're going to have like a little intro soon enough. And just to enlighten you, some of the things that happened. Now, some of it is comical. Okay, got it. But some of it is also for you to pay attention as things start to develop. There's a lot of things that are happening in our political world, in our atmosphere, that are not happening by chance. So, here's what I'm talking about. Uh, the other day, recently, FBI director, um, what's his name? Ray, with a W, uh, did a debriefing of the National Sheriff's Association and over 3,300 sheriff offices in America. Total, they serve 130 million Americans in this country. And Director Ray, of course, babbled on about how he wants to work with these sheriff's offices. But primarily, if you go to the FBI website and you look up Director Ray speaks to the National Sheriff's Association, you'll see how wonderful everything turned out. He talked about gangs and training and working together in Kumbaya. But there have been some sheriffs that have been uh, screaming into a microphone saying that the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States refuse to meet with them because they need military surplus equipment just in case. But nothing to see here, folks. Also, sheriffs, the National Sheriffs Association in the news, oppose the Senate border bill, you remember that one, where the senators came out and uh, from Mitch McConnell and the wimpy Republicans. That's what we're calling them now. They're called wimpy Republicans. There's not one of them. They got a cast of stones on them. All of them babble. All of them say they cry like old women in a wash house about what's the problem. Oh, my God, but the border and people are just seeping it, but do nothing. So their new name is the Wimpy Republicans. So the Wimpy Republicans bill that they worked out with uh, Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, the uh, majority leader over at the Democrats, that basically said, well, you know, the revolving door at the border will continue and it's supposed to be the American uh, I forgot the name of the bill but it has something to do with our border but we're funding Ukraine and everything else so whenever they come out with a new bill you know like the 
save our border bill or whatever, whatever it is called. It's always the opposite. Remember that. You heard that here. Remember? Affordable Care Act. Well, nobody can afford it. So back to the uh, Senate border bill that the sheriffs opposed. They came out with a statement. And I want to take the opportunity to read to you uh, the li- listeners. On February 6th in Washington, D.C., 2024, the National Sheriffs Association announced it opposed its opposition to the recent uh, released Senate immigration legislation. We have a crisis at our American border, which this legislation fails to address, stated National Sheriff's Association President Sheriff Greg Champagne. Hope he's not drinking it. Quotations, this crisis our agencies and communities face at the border and across the nation is unprecedented. The legislation would simplify simplify the process of entry at the expense of border security. Security should be the priority. The legislation ignores the political, social, and economic domination of our borders by the cartels, which are more powerful than the terrorists who brought down the World Trade Center. This crisis causes caused more than 35 times the number of deaths to American citizens in one year period than was inflicted upon the United States on 9-11. That's a, that's a mouthful, okay? So what's happening at the border is afflicting more deaths, 35 times more than what happened in 9-11. And, of course, Uncle Joe, and if you're, you know, in the news and you've been listening, our U.S. prosecutor has decided not to go forward along with the Justice Department to prosecute the 46th president of the United States, the stooge at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, better masquerading as a president, And they say because the jury would regard him as a nice, senile, old man. But he could remain as president and run again and serve another four years. So if you have ever been called in, you know, a buffoon, if you've ever heard anything idiotic on the news, that's one of them right there. So they basically, with a straight face, look at us and say, he's very forgetful, beginning of dementia, and he's a nice old man. There's no way a jury would prosecute him. But he could probably run the country, you know. He's capable of doing that. As you know, Uncle Joe recently got up on the stage the stooge in in charge, the chief uh, stooge, and recently said something similar to, he spoke to the Mexican president to open up the gate, you know, over there in Gaza, and then Sisi didn't want to open it, but then he spoke to Bibi over in Israel, and, you know, he told him, no joke, he told him, 
and they opened up the gate. So he mixed up the president of Mexico with the prime minister of Egypt and the whole issue in Gaza. But don't forget, you can't prosecute him, but he would be great serving as the president of the United States on another term. So give that a whirl in your brain and see if the ginger ale doesn't hit you, give you a headache. So Uncle Joe, uh, as he baffles Americans everywhere with trying to compose a sentence, uh, now is masquerading as a nice, senile old man that has ambitions to continue running the country. As always, if you're interested in fixing your gun, trigger, sights, I don't care what, you, you know, getting new internals in that weapon, getting um, an optic on it, or oh, you have to get it prepared to have an optic on it, or you're looking for a new barrel. I don't care what you're looking for. Pistol Pete, the gunsmith, is down in Miami. I'm always talking about him, and I always will. He was my armorer when I was in law enforcement, and my life was in his hands, and I continue to support and praise uh, Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. How do you look him up on Facebook? Just put in Pistol Pete the gunsmith and he'll pop up. He's down in Miami. Oh, but I'm not down in Miami. How, how, how the hell is he going to fix my gun? Give Pistol Pete a call. Um, Pistol Pete the gunsmith on Facebook. Just get the information, address, phone number, and he'll explain how you can mail that weapon to him legally and He'll fix it up under your specifications and send that bad boy right back to you. Now, it's time to open up our scripture, our Bibles, because, boy, do we need to be prayed up in this country. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for the day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. And I encourage you to go to your Bibles, read Second Thessalonians chapter 2 all the way down talks about the evil one, and um, it's time to get more closely to the Word of God. He's given us the rule book, and he's telling us how this outcome will eventually happen in front of us. But it's a belief thing, and a lot of people do believe, and a lot of people don't believe, and a lot of people say they believe, but they don't even know what we're talking about. So I encourage you to get back in praying mode, making yourself straight with Jesus and the Lord, because trouble time's ahead. All right, it's time to get the small bus, gear up our clowns. We're going to have the main event, episode 291 
the wall bang. Episode 291, The Wall Bang. Now, this episode specifically deals with the training firearms evolution. And when we talk about the wall, we're talking about the trigger wall. Now, for those pistoleros out there that are intermediate to advanced, and maybe some beginners know what, I'm talking about when I say the wall. If you don't, I'll break it down in a second. But based on your pistol, whether you have a Glock, a Sig, a Beretta, I mean, we could be here all day, Taurus, blah, blah, blah. They all have a certain breaking point. Now, you can... Try this at home by doing the following things. One, paying attention closely to what I just, what I'm about to tell you. Make your weapon safe, clear, and empty. That means take the bullets out of it safely. And point that bad boy in the, in the direction of anything that you, you would, you could live without. And make sure you take that round out safely. You clear it, you take the rounds, those are the things that make the gun go bang, and remove it from the area of where the actual gun will stay. Now that we have an empty gun with no rounds, we can practice on the trigger. Regardless of the brand of pistol that you have, if you chamber it once, remember, it's safe, clear, and empty, and you go to press on the trigger, slowly you will reach a point where you will hit resistance. And you're not going to be able to continue going further without adding resistance. That is called the wall. Once you've reached that area of the wall, you could probably guess within seconds how long it would take, how much pressure is left for it to go bang. Now, a lot of people, when they do trigger control, they always kind of concentrate on the release. And I'll explain when gun goes bang, they hold the trigger, and they slowly release it till it goes click. When it goes click, they don't extend their finger too much. They're still controlling that trigger at the wall. And then we're going to have to start pressing on that trigger again, adding more and more pressure so it can 
It's already at the wall, passes the wall, and goes bang. So it's also important to know how much wall, how much space you have before it goes bang. Now, some pistols are a little bit more complex. Their triggers are a little bit more um, crispy. We'll use that. And it might make some type of slow crackling noise before it hit, it'll hit the wall and start making a little bit crackling noise. And you can almost guess it's about to go bang. Now, this process is training your brain, your hand, and your hand placement on the gun. And you're basically coming up with the rhythm of that wall. Pressing that trigger, hitting that wall, and knowing as you're now looking through your sight, picture, sight alignment, making sure what you're going to hit, you know you're seconds away, or maybe, maybe even less than a second away from the gun going bang. The bang should surprise you, and you can start that activity all over again. Now, it sounds easy enough what I said. The problem is mastering it. Mastering that trigger control, understanding how the wall works. For a novice shooter, they press the trigger all the way back. They really might not have an expectation about what the wall is. They just know it's about to go bang, and I just have to add pressure. Then there's a lot of novice shooters that are so scared they're not pressing the trigger. They're slapping it. In other words, they're putting tremendous, I mean, that finger is wailing back and forth on that trigger. They don't even know that there's a wall. So slowing down this repetition and making sure that you actually feel that trigger Remember, your gun is safe, clear, and empty when you're doing it. And you're feeling that wall and then analyzing on that specific model of, of weapon, of gun, uh, how long it might, there might be a variation, uh, you know, on different models. They're not all the same. But if it's your gun, you should be practicing with it and learning once you hit the wall. How long do you have? And of course, that wall makes you concentrate more on, say, picture sight alignment, getting that eye looking right down the sights because it's about to go off. And your hand placement should be nicely positioned. Again, you're not going to react prior to it going bang, moving the muzzle in any way. Again, sounds very easy, but it takes a lot of practice because people like to fight their gun. They know if I press this trigger, this thing's going to go bang and it's going to make a lot of noise and it's going to try to lift itself out of my hands and I'm going to have to fight it. And that's all the things that you shouldn't be doing, but that a lot of shooters do. So 
keep that as a homework assignment, understanding, pressing the trigger, making your weapon safe, clear, and empty, and pressing that trigger, bringing it all the way to the wall, and examining once you get to the wall, how much more pressure do I have to add before it goes bang? And once you master that, your shot should be a lot more concrete, a lot more in the area you want to shoot. Of course, when you get to the range and you're loaded downrange, you're ready to shoot, you're going to apply these theories. Practice, practice, practice. This is a proficiency skill that if you don't practice, you'll lose. And I've always said that there's a lot in firearms training that you necessarily have to do much more you have to do than you would do at the range, okay? At the range, you're not only sometimes pressed for time because other people are waiting for the slot behind you or they're charging you like a parking meter by the minute and you're going to shoot and get out of there. You try to get as much a training as as you can, if you even can call it training, shooting paper. But at home, with your weapon safe, clear, and empty, there's a whole lot of repertoire of stuff you can do, and this is one of them. So, the episode was 291, the wall, comma, and then it goes bang. So you can learn how to do that at Raider Cop Tac. Tactical, and the website is RaiderCopTac.com, or you can also learn where to play with this masterful stuff. And if you're in the New Jersey area with our co-host Kilo Sierra at Supervivia Inc., and he'll give you a breakdown, just like I did, And, uh, you know, more masterful. Again, beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Wherever you're at, you want to learn, and you have an open mind, you can always gather it. Down in the South Florida area, my friend uh, Amado at Triple A, A A A, for you lefties that might not know how to spell Triple A. It's not Triple A, it's three A's. A A A gunsafety.com and also mastering of the trigger reaching that wall holding it and knowing how much more pressure you have to apply on your gun is the beginning of becoming a very accurate shooter so they they're both uh their information is down at the show notes like it is in every Uh, one of our episodes, and you can uh, click on that and it'll take you to their websites in their given areas. So practice, practice, and then when you get some time, practice some more. It's important. Holding the trigger, controlling your hand placement, focusing on that wall, and training your mind, your hand, and your eye at the same time will make you a more 
valuable shooter. So it's just one thing, as I said, that we also train at RaiderCopTac.com. So what's up next? Eminem. That will be February 21st, episode 292. I will introduce our audience to the new co-host. What do you expect? What to expect? Eminem will give us uh, beginner shooting experience. Uh, shooting experience as a woman, shooting different evolutions such as a 380, 9mm, 40mm, and shotgun, and carbine, and so forth. So, shooting with an optic, shooting without an optic. So, we're not going to have all this in one episode. We're going to do an, you know, episode uh, 292 is an introduction. And then she's going to come out and kind of go through with the audience how she felt in every evolution with a weapon. You know, was it scary? And of course. And how she overcame that fear and, and going into the rest of the discipline of shooting a firearm. You know, shotgun was, in its own event, uh, a challenge, mostly because of the power of the shotgun, the weight that you might have to hold, and there's that shock of shooting a shotgun several times and then putting a blister in your hand. And having that evolution travel from a shotgun to a pistol, now you got to calm down, where a shotgun, you're much more aggressive with it. Anyway, so Eminem will come on and talk about that. We'll also talk about wellness, uh, physical fitness. Uh, you know, everything's on the table, and it will be that female perspective on a lot of what we're doing. You know, I don't want the listeners to say, this is an all-male profession, you know. You know it's a, only guys do this. Everybody should be doing this. We live in very bad times. All right. So here's what you need to do before we have our next episode. You need to train up. If you haven't trained, train can't go to the range, make your gun safe, clean, and empty, and start getting some practice, taking the whipping out of the holster, getting it on target, uh, checking out that subject we just talked about, the wall on the trigger, hand placement, and so forth. Get into training. If you haven't have created a plan, with you and your loved ones on different scenarios. Come up with your scenarios. You should start to work on it. As silly as it might sound, we live in troubled times. You know, caca can go off at any second. So keep that in mind as well. So planning is a part of training. 
have everybody understanding their role in uh, a catastrophe or an emergency of, of whatever magnitude is important. Make sure you got ammo, guns, guns are flying off the shelf. If you're thinking about going into a more advanced weaponry, you know, I've got a shotgun, I've never done the rifle kind of thing, then, hey, don't be afraid of it. In fact, a rifle is probably one of the easiest things to shoot. That's how accurate it is. But, you know, a lot of people buy concealed carry. And I think that was during the high crime areas. We still have high crime. But Americans are fearful of something bad happening with bad actors that's not necessarily, you know, they're going to rob me. This is something different. It's a different feel. Everybody can feel it. Let's not sit on the fence on this one. So a lot of people are buying satellite phones. And they cost over a thousand dollars. I'm not advocating, but you know, when the stuff goes down, it goes down. A lot of Americans won't know how to act with no cell phones, and for a given period of time, you know, my God, my phone was out for 20 minutes. No, it could be 20 days, 20 months. So, uh, proof of thought. Some people are starting to purchase satellite phones. I'm seeing commercials for Kevlar helmets. Okay? So, tells me things are starting to change. All right, some quick program notes before we leave. I'm going to have a surgery procedure done, nothing serious, but I might have to fool around with the schedule as it came out, uh, just because it's going to be a little bit more difficult for me to, to talk after I get out of this for a little while. But we'll get back on the air. I'm kind of recording a lot of stuff during this time, so you probably won't even realize what went wrong. So, as always, don't forget, we need you to start praying for yourself because without you, we have nothing. We need you in the game. Pray for yourself, your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. I'll see you downrange. <laughs>